on Rainbow Radio KXFM 104.7. I am excited today. I'm going to uh, share with you a uh, new a new five-year plan. Yes, <laughs> here on KXFM 104.7. I'll get into it in a minute here, but first, uh, the weather. Whoops, I don't have the weather. Well, let's see. <laughs> no, I don't. You know, I, I, uh, I, didn't, um, I didn't get it on the... the um, I didn't print it out today. Let's see. 10-day weather forecast. And for Laguna Beach, you know, I know some people can't get by without knowing the weather. Um, there we go. 10-day weather forecast, Laguna Beach. And uh, all you people at the farmer's market want to know. So today, uh, 78 degrees will be the high and precip precipitation, participation, no, <laughs> Well, it's supposed to rain at, at zero chance of rain today. You'll be happy to know. <laughs> and so throughout the week, Monday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's a, it's partly cloudy until Thursday and sunny all next weekend. But uh, right now, what we're really more concerned about is what's happening today. So um, the humidity is 73%. So we're getting more like Florida or Hawaii today which keeps us hydrated and our complexions looking great. Thank you. If you're at Saturday market today, um, it's uh, going on. It's 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. next to City Hall downtown. Uh, I always say that you need to plan your uh, parties <laughs> for Saturday afternoon or evening and go to the Saturday market and get some fresh food and, and contribute to the local merchants, which is always a wonderful thing to keep it local. And from 11 to 2 p.m. at Gelson's in Laguna Beach, which is just a little bit south of downtown, um, you can adopt a cat or a kitten from Catmospheres in Laguna Foundation. More information available at, um, oh, well, you can email Catmospheres or go to their website. That's the best. 
And the Sawdust Festival is open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. today. An art festival with, uh, with <laughs> musical performances. Oh, I'm getting an update on some information here. What do we have? Laguni Canyon Road is closed both directions at the moment. I don't know what that's all about, but as soon as we get more information, uh, we'll be sure to update you. So don't even try to go Laguna Canyon. Come in from the north or the south if you're determined to get here at this point. Uh, as if we have more information, we'll, we'll bring it along to you. But that's what's going on. Unfortunately, um, it's still early in the day, so I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get it uh, under control. Wow. Um, Art Affair is also now open, 8, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. And uh, also the Festival of Arts is open, 10 a.m. to 11.30. There's a lot to do. <laughs> and Pageant of the Masters is open, 8.30 p.m. So, boy, if you think you're bored, you have no excuses here in, in Laguna Beach. There's plenty to do if you can get here. Just don't try getting here at the moment through the canyon, okay? I wonder what's going on in the canyon. Maybe someone can uh, call in and, and update us so I can share it with the, with the rest of us here in Laguna Beach. That would be great. If you're in the canyon and stuck and see what's going on, you can call us here and I can share it on the air. That would be nice. All right. Um, I want to thank our sponsor, Mike Johnson in, of Compass Realty. He's been uh, helping us out here for a long, long time on KXFM. And um, I'm going to give a shout, shout out to Dave Henson of Under Laguna and his latest articles I found interesting. <laughs> um, so if you got a chance, go check that out. He's um, a local editor, local news, new newspaper that's going on here in Laguna Beach. Again, if you're if you're starved for things to do, go to City Hall uh, to the left. Well, I guess this would be just north of City Hall, next to it, parking lot, Saturday Market. It's open till noon today. It's going on right now at this moment. Gelson's Market. Go adopt a cat or a kitten if you haven't if you haven't had that experience and you think you're up for it. It's today's the day. Sawdust Festival, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. So, God, you got all day to get there. And then Art Affair, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Got all day again. And then Festival of Arts, 10 a.m. to 11.30. Wow. You could wear your little feet out all day. Well, fortunately, they're all pretty much in the same area. So you can park and enjoy the whole afternoon, have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and entertainment, and beverages. Well, we got it all here in Laguna Beach. What could... What more could you want? With a high of 78 degrees, might be a little warm, so you might have to have a little iced tea and relax. Maybe a, a, a chilled latte would be nice. And uh, enjoy all the fabulous things here in Laguna Beach. And uh, uh, just know that I told you all about it here on KXFM on Rainbow Radio. So what's going on in the LGBTQ plus XYZ plus plus plus? Uh, so we've decided to shorten it now. It's just LGBT, okay, LGBT plus. No Q, Y, X, Z, T, Z, M, Y, whatever. It's just LGBT plus, okay? <laughs> I, just to me, that makes just much more sense. Okay, yeah, LGBT plus. <clears throat> Um, because it just kept getting longer and longer and longer. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, anyway. What's going on? Well, I had some good news this week. Apparently, I, I had a conversation with the county and the city. Or not, well, yeah, that too, but mostly the county and the um, lifeguard department as well on a on a speakerphone, and we're as if you're not aware, we're looking to to uh, do like Venice Beach and uh, Long Beach. They have a rainbow-colored lifeguard tower. Now, uh, the one in Long Beach unfortunately got burned down, but they put it up again because we are persistent. <laughs> the idea behind the tower is uh, not to 
rub it in anyone's face. It's to share the rainbow colors, which in my book mean um, a message of diversity, uh, the rainbow flag of diversity, because the colors in the rainbow flag represent all the colors of the cultures and the diversity of human nature that's in all of us. It represents diversity and inclusion, uh, not just flaming gay people running down the streets, being crazy, <laughs> like bikes on bikes, or I don't know. It's, it's meant to mean that, that uh, it's about kindness and acceptance and love, love, love is love is love, okay? So um, that's the rainbow, and that's what uh, we want to put it on a lifeguard tower, like I said, Venice Beach and in Newport, and oh, in Long Beach, and a couple other places. It's also been put on crosswalks, and but uh, to do a crosswalk in uh, Laguna Beach, it would probably involve one of the the, the main street, which is uh, PCH, which is Caltrans, which yeah, no way, mm, nah, it's not going to happen on Caltrans property. In uh, Long Beach and in other cities, it's city streets, so it's a bit easier to, to facilitate. But I digress, as they say. Back to my conversation, they're, they're supportive. Um, unfortunately, there's a situation where the county uh, has to be impartial and about accepting gifts. They don't accept gifts as a, as a policy to make it easy. <laughs> so... But if the city has equipment that they're uh, required to, as a course of, of uh, as a course of uh, operation to uh, manage, which is what everything the city has, because they manage the beaches for the city, the county does, and the county beach uh, lifeguard system manages. Uh, in case you didn't know, the the beaches they have the lifeguards and they manage all the beaches in the county, which is fine. Because why would the city have to have its own uh, lifeguard system when the county has one and they can just all be under that umbrella? So um, they have indicated to me personally on a phone conversation, on a one-on-one, -on -one, so it's from the horse's mouth here, folks, <laughs> that uh, yes, if the city has equipment that they're uh, asked to manage, they will manage and support it. So uh, I've gone uh, to, uh, uh, I've sought some counsel from uh, certain people in the city, and it uh, appears uh, that there is support. I just leave it at that. And I will be putting together the uh, information needed to put before the city and seeking approval. Now, I'm not asking the city to spend any money on this, where we want to do a fundraiser and purchase. Uh, the lifeguard tower and um, again it would go at west street beach which is camel point which is commonly known as the gay beach which is just south of aliso creek uh, park beach whatever you want to call it and it's again called camel point we often refer to it as west street beach because west street intersects pch and uh, it's in the north area of camel point so, and on the 4th of July, if you were there, there were several hundreds, maybe 800 or 1,000 or maybe 1,500 people there throughout the day. Very popular <laughs> and uh, very great to have a rainbow, a rainbow uh, lifeguard tower there. Uh, so, we don't have it yet. So, we, <laughs> I'm not saying it was there yet. But so uh, I specified yesterday with the manufacturer what the, what configuration would be appropriate. I get a dollar amount. It's not cheap because they're made of fiberglass and they need to meet a lot of code requirements. They need to be very durable for the harsh ocean salt air, which is a consideration. But I wanted it to be uh, durable so it would be there for a long 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 time so uh, according to the manufacturer and he is uh, a unique individual dave i can't remember his last name but he's done uh lifeguard towers for the city before and, and many um well in hawaii and he's the only manufacturer in the world that does fiberglass 
with stainless steel. And so it's very durable. And uh, he's the only manufacturer that does that in, in the world at this point. And so his uh, lifeguard towers are in Hawaii and Florida and, and all over the world at this point. So we're blessed to have him. And he lives right here in Laguna Beach. His business is in Irvine, I believe. It's manufacturing plant. So I got a, a price. He's going out to get uh, a quote for me today for the delivery because he has to rent some equipment to unload it, a crane to unload it on the beach. It would have a, a ramp up to the tower for the lifeguards so they don't have stairs to go up and down. They can run up and down if there's an emergency. And it's on skids so they can move it. If the tide comes in, it gets rough, and which it does down in that area sometimes. They can move it out of harm's way. Um, so it is portable. It can be moved about, which is what they need. So uh, I'm excited. Um, I will know. I'll have the proposal ready to go, and um, and then we'll list the um, the um, where the fundraising might be. And hopefully there's enough community support that we can be able to afford this and get it on the beach maybe Maybe it takes a while to manufacture it, but maybe for the end of the summer. The idea is to not only have the message of the rainbow colors on it, but we want to put a plaque on it and recognize some of the heritage and culture of the LGBT community in Laguna Beach. And so we, we would put a plaque on uh, one side of it with that recognition, uh, which would be nice. And in that that beach has been very popular in the LGBTQ community for many years. And I know when I uh, had my internship <laughs> yes, at uh, the Main Street Bar and Cabaret, what, what it was at the time, uh, that um, people would come from all over the world uh, to Laguna Beach as uh, I guess as California's Riviera area, as they would call it, and go to that beach. And so it is a bit of an international destination, and it would be nice to have uh, that recognition um, for what it is known <laughs> internationally. I do think there would be some good publicity about it, and it would uh, maybe solidify it. <laughs> uh, what, what do you say? Validate it? Maybe. I don't know. That's just me. And what do I know? <laughs> I have friends that keep saying that. I I do have a friend, and it will relate to it more later in the program, but he keeps saying, you know, Craig, you'd, you'd go on about these things, but, you know, Craig, no one really cares. I go, really? Really, Joe? No, no. Just remember, no one really cares. And, you know, I can't go with that. I think people care. I'm sorry, Joe. <laughs> Maybe they don't care about every little detail. And sometimes it's okay to think no one cares because then you can give up all hope and you do feel better. But no, I always come back to, I'm not going to give up all hope. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to decide that some people care, enough people care, and I'm going to keep caring, Joe. So there you go. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Knowing Joe, he probably would. <laughs> oh, but I digress. <laughs> anyway, that's another criticism from Joe. I, but I love Joe. <laughs> anyway, uh, I digress. So the lifeguard tower is is moving along. I hopefully um, this week. I may be in front of city council and uh, asking for their support um, just as a gesture, not financial. Although I do know that they're purchasing some new, in their budget, they're purchasing some new lifeguard towers. So there may be some help or maybe matching funds. I don't know, but that's up to them. Not I'm Again, I'm not asking for that. I'm asking on behalf of the community and Laguna Beach Pride, which I'll be representing there, that... Uh, they support uh, us providing that and that it's placement there and that the county has already indicated that whatever equipment the city provides, obviously they're going to um, use it and um, make good use of it. Yeah. 
So that's exciting news, huh? Yeah, right here in little old Laguna Beach, maybe a rainbow, a lovely, I might add, a very lovely rainbow tower. <laughs> and if uh, you want to know what it looks like, oh, where could I do that? Well, I, I will. If Now, if you want to know what's going on, I will post it on uh, as soon as I... Um, I will post the information as soon as I get all the pricing together on uh, Laguna Beach Pride's website. If you're not subscribed to the website, <clears throat> excuse me, I suggest go there and put your uh, email in there. There's a place where you can do it. And I will get, I will put updates on the progress on the Rainbow Tower. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'll just put a separate message to everyone who is uh, already on the on the list. Uh, on the progress on this project, because I, I know so many people have expressed to me an interest, and I know some, I do know some of the city council has even said to me they support it. So that's on the QT. I won't say who, <laughs> but uh, I think that's great. So very, very cool. How about that? <laughs> so let's take one music, one song music break. And uh, we'll be back with, I'm, I'm going to un unveil a very optimistic, uh, I'm hopeful, a five-year plan. And um, I have the liberty, liberty of being an independent individual who can speak freely about Laguna Beach. I do not have a, an agenda. I'm not working for the arts department. I'm not working for the galleries. I'm not working for a community group or a community association. I'm, I'm a free, free voice with no agenda other than, uh, well, other than I want to see Laguna Beach be the best little place in the whole world, the center of the universe as far as a fun place uh, to visit and be, to live in, okay? So that's, uh, I'll, I'll be back and I'll, I'll tell you more on that one. So right after our, our, I like to say short music break, one song. Now if I can find my mouse, it always keeps running away. There it is.
Oh, I, uh, uh, no matter how hard I try, I thought... There I go again, sampling music across the board here. I thought I, uh, I got a little confused here. Yeah, that's me. Um, all right. So uh, let's get back to my five-year plan. And I had an epiphany. I, I have those every once in a while. For, for, for me, at least, I feel they're epiphanies. Other people like <laughs> may not think so, but this is my epiphany. Um, there's, a, there's been recently been so many things moving so fast with uh, communications and technology that there's a new dynamic out there in the business world and it's called the five-year plan. And uh, with the five-year plan, uh, it, it's become very attractive dynamic because it's short enough that you can see some results and, um, and, you can, and it's not too long that um, it's yeah, it's sort of it's about table, and it's, and it's not too long that you lose your way. You know, like a small business, if you put together a five-year plan, you can look into the future and start planning and start getting things done and move quickly. But if you don't have a five-year plan or you don't have any plan at all, which many businesses feel they can't really plan, it's just on the well. Every day is a different day. They're playing checkers. You know, they're not looking to the future, as Sandy Monroe has said so clearly. Um, he, he has a, a lot to do in the car industry. And he says, if you're a good car manufacturer, you, you don't play checkers and try to guess every quarter what's going to happen. You play chess and you look to the future and you plan ahead. And so I do feel having a plan is at least playing chess. You know, you, you strategize the future and how to make the, the best of it. And using technology is a big part of that, uh, as, to, as to opposed to playing chess, which is uh, you know, every day, one day at a time, you know, um, and not having a plan. So back to Laguna Beach, I think, well, we always talk about we need to do this, we need to do that. And there's a lot of voices out there. And more of the, I feel like more of the voices are about this because, or we can't do that because, oh, we've already tried this, it didn't work. And um, I think at some point uh, people quit listening and become defeated. And then nothing gets done, unfortunately. So you kind of have to. And I, I'm not saying, I'm not being critical of everyone. I'm, I'm, I've done the same. I think we all, we all have been there because nothing sounds brilliant enough. So sometimes we need to give a fresh look. And sometimes the answer is not just one thing, but a couple of things together that make it work. So I came up with a five-year plan. This is my introduction, my epiphany, if you will. And I want to use Rainbow Radio as the platform to share this plan. And I want to talk about it, not at length every week, but a bit every week and update everyone on what I, and hopefully this hopeful plan that no one will care about, according to Joe. <laughs> but I hope, I hope people do care about. I, this five-year plan is something that is, people can sink their teeth into and something that um, I would like to make a difference with. So this is Craig uh, stepping out uh, nakedly in front of an audience, uh, uh, speaking up. And the five-year plan is, um, is something I worked on this last week, uh, doing my best to try and make a contribution here in Laguna Beach. Uh, so, it has three pillars, I like to say, that support the plan. And one thing that kind of provoked me uh, on this path is that, well, first of all, I followed a lot of, I follow a lot of the stock market and a lot of the business things that go on and the small, the smaller businesses that are starting up and how they do it. And the five-year plan is um, one thing that I've uh, kind of caught on and, and felt was um, 
an interesting dynamic and a new kind of model dynamic that a lot of businesses are using with a great level of success. And um, it's been it's been used again and again. And it's and it's a it's a fairly new concept in that it's been embraced with one new uh, component, which is um, taking it back to uh, first principles. So a five-year plan working with first principles. First principles is mean what is the simple task we're trying to accomplish? Let's stay focused on that. First principles is let's not complicate it. Let's not make it more than it is. Let's focus on what it is in simple terms we're trying to accomplish. Because too often you can take what you're trying to do and overload it and look at all the other parameters that you want to put on top of it and then it get bog- it gets bogged down and nothing happens. That's that's me speaking from experience. Okay, uh, you know, three hour committee meetings uh, where nothing gets decided would be a good example. <laughs> I've been to them. I worked for a company that would have uh, every other week a general meeting that would last the whole day, include lunch and dinner, and I often. <laughs> else I could take that day and get a heck of a lot more accomplished in a shorter amount of time um, by myself (laughs) without the audience. So anyway, I digress here. So um, what kind of provoked me on this path was Tony Eisman. Um, And how that happened was um, on June 29th at Maine Beach, uh, she got up in front of an audience as the Laguna Beach was celebrating its 95th anniversary and the title of it was remembering our legacy and what she talked about was many things about the city but one thing she she one message and I could just boil down a lot of what she had to say and not that she's the definitive speaker for the city but she is is a credible person and but her one thing that really rang clear to me and I'll say in quotes because this is what she said, your voices must be heard. And I thought, well, uh, I felt, well, okay, she's speaking to me. <laughs> like, like I often do. <laughs> it's, that's me. She's telling me my voice must be heard. You know, well, I am the voice here, you know, at KXFM 104.7. Yeah, okay. So uh, here, here's my voice. <laughs> it must be heard. So uh, with that, I, I, my voice, I suggest this new model and this new approach in a fast-moving new techno-science world um, that we, we embrace a five-year dynamic plan and that this new plan, um, uh, it, I'm going to kind of kind of read a little bit here. A five-year plan is gaining appeal on many levels for businesses and personal endeavors and communities, a plan that is not too long to be dismissed or forgotten, nor too short to be uh, to provide a history to be able to see the real progress. It fits nicely here. A five-year plan for Laguna Beach's 100th anniversary. So in five more years, it'll be 100 years. And wouldn't that be nice that we have a five-year plan now on its 95th anniversary? And its 100th anniversary, we can look and say, yeah, we did it, or or not, but I'd rather say, yeah, we did it. (laughs) A plan that blends the new dynamics and utilizes the power of new technologies in an evolving world with the treasured and diverse cultures that we value so much in Laguna Beach that the entire world may embrace as never before. So it's going to include all those things. Why can't it? Why can't it? (laughs) It, it, uh, that involves uh, the, uh, with the treasures and diverse cultures we value so much in Laguna, those things. So the plan, I suggest a three-pillar, five-year plan, three pillars that together support the integrity of the plan. They, uh, these are, so what I have put together here, because I, we don't have all day to go through three Three long plans. I just put together, I wouldn't call them teasers, but um, maybe trailers. <laughs> but uh, real short, 
intros on each one. Now, there's a lot to support each one. And I've done research on each one of these, uh, particularly number one. And uh, I do feel they're all viable. I do feel that uh, they do need further um, research. But preliminarily, uh, everything I've found, and I will say it's fairly extensive, uh, indicate that it, it is a, a good possibility. Um, so I'll hit the high points here. Let's hit the three titles of each one. Number one is define and implement an off-grid power and fire hazard mitigation program. So off-grid power and fire hazard mitigation program. Okay. <laughs> Number two, develop and integrate a performance art programs. Develop and integrate performance art programs. Hmm. Number three, foster and cultivate diverse culture and marketing commerce program. Okay. Those are the three pillars. So let's, let's dive into them one at a time a little bit. Define and implement an off-grid uh, off power, it's electricity, yeah, and a fire and mitigation program. So what would that be? I have, um, it, it's time has come. Uh, so develop a cost-effective solar and power storage system to allow an independent cost-saving Laguna Beach power district and minimize the above ground high level power line exposure and fire risk ex and fire risk exposure in turn a fire risk exposure. So what would happen is that um, probably as, as near as I can tell, we would use the substation in the canyon, which is right near the pageant of uh, the masters and that performance center is just kind of east on that side of the canyon. Uh, highway, uh, we would turn, we would no longer need those step-down transformers like they're, they have from that power source coming up the canyon, and we would no longer need those high power lines coming up the canyon. Uh, we would need uh, to turn the that substation into a power storage facility, um, which would take a while to convert it. We would need the hillside above that, which is not a lot of space that would be needed to be the solar, um, where we would collect the solar energy. What would happen is those high-powered lines that come down the canyon, um, right at present, supply the power north and south from uh, Broadway or what, the 134 um, along the coast. So they're, the, they're a major feed. And so when they come through the canyon, they're super high-powered energy because they have to feed uh, all of Laguna Beach, all the, all the housing in Laguna Beach, and businesses, manufacturing in the canyon, et cetera. So when they, when they have a business in the canyon, they have to put step-down transformers on those poles and um, because they have to take that super high voltage down to a, to a lower level for those businesses. And that's where a lot of the problem is. Those transformers um, have a life uh, and they will fail eventually. And sometimes they catch fire and um, they're a hazard. Or if one of those transmission lines should fall to the ground, they're super high voltage and they will, they're dangerous and can have, have a fire. So what would happen is if the, energy is generated and on a and saved on a system within the city and the city provides its own power uh, to the community and it's fed from that substation which links to every place in the city which is ideal uh, those power lines then would have would be much lower voltage much less risk and much fewer step-down transformers and in fact much less expensive to put underground um, 
the $90 million for the canyon to put those super high voltage power lines underground would probably be reduced to, um, you know, maybe 30 million. Um, I don't know. That's part of a, the study that would need to be done. But the nice thing is that if uh, Laguna Beach, which could easily now with the technology that's there and the new battery science that is there only within the last three months that it's really become uh, an option that is much more viable than it has been in forever, uh, could um, save Laguna Beach a lot of headache. And, and wouldn't it be nice to know that Laguna Beach is one of the most responsible cities in the nation? There's a few others that have done it, and they're good examples, and we can learn a great deal from them. Um, in fact, Hawaii has gone totally uh, solar in some of its communities. And they're retiring, they used to be totally coal generators, and they're retiring their last coal generator and going completely solar um, as we speak. So if Hawaii can do it, little Laguna Beach certainly can do it. So there's something to be learned there. So that's what I'm saying. Uh, we could do two things at once. Another thing that would do would diminish the interest in people putting solar panels on their own residences because we would have uh, more affordable local power uh, when the rest of Orange County is having a brownout. Little Laguna Beach is not going to have a brownout. Um, matter of fact, we might be selling power back to the other uh, communities, municipalities at a profit. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of things to consider there. I think it would be a great five-year plan that in those five years that we could pull Laguna Beach off of the grid and be independent, have our own power district, um, have uh, mitigated a fire risk in the canyon and um, reduced the probability of a lot of solar panels on different locations in the community with one central location that provides the city a clean, responsible, environmentally uh, acceptable uh, source for power. That's number one. Let's move on. Number two, develop and integrate performance art and art programs. Now, I haven't gone on about this before on the station, but what I am, um, what everyone is uh, doesn't often doesn't understand is that this well, this would enhance the existing program, but the 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 far reach here is performance art. What is performance art? So before I go on about it, I need to kind of give a the framework and the definition. Performance art is defined as artwork or art exhibition created through actions executed by the artist or other participants. Art that may be witnessed live or through uh, documentation, spontaneously developed or written, and is traditionally presented to the public in a fine art context or in an interdisciplinary situ uh, um, medium, music, computer graphics, lights, smells, sounds, uh, dance, voice, traditional art, robotics, smoke, fog, laser, uh, smells, and even taste. <laughs> uh, think illuminated umbrellas on the beach or any public display of art that contains these elements. So it's a new phenomenon because never before has art been combined with so many different, uh, with technologies and so many different methods to express art. They haven't been there. And so it's an evolving um it's an evolving medium, performance art. Now, when you say performance art, most people think, well, it's, you know, Frank Sinatra on stage in Vegas, baby. No, <laughs> it's, it's not Frank Sinatra on stage. It might be something, say the theater down was not being used to display cars, which I find very offensive. I say it was a performance art where you had a, a graphics uh shadowed um, 
backlit uh, stage and you had ballet dancers with water spraying and I don't know, uh, uh, violins playing and, and you had classical music and laser lights and smoke and it was just a beautiful array of visual, uh, uh, I don't know, feast. <laughs> I'm losing my words here, uh, that you just, and it was done for six months. The show went on and you could, the tickets were so much that would be performance art. And maybe every six months, the show would change. Uh, but it was pretty much automatic or maybe it had no live performances, but it was something, you know, even Disneyland, <clears throat> the haunted house, that's performance art <laughs> on some level very different than uh, what you might be in a gallery, but it's an automatic, automatic, uh, autom uh, I don't know, it's automatronics, I forget. Uh, they call it uh, imagineering, but so that's what performance art is, but it's put, uh, it can be very provocative with a very strong message. It's some, some of it where you're immersed in the art. I know Seven Degrees did it several years ago where they took the main center of their um, facility and it was like you're on top of a building in New York. You felt like you were. You, know, you felt like the building was swaying a bit and you could look over the edge and look like you were looking way down and it was this very, you were in the art and that's what performance art is. Now, the objective here would be to make Laguna Beach the center of the universe with performance art. The objective here would be have performance art festivals. So, and do it in five years. So we, what we would do is add and integrate a new artistic component designed to establish Laguna Beach as an art-centric leader in performance art with performance art festivals and related year-round precedence-setting performance activities designed to attract a local and international following. I would love to see <clears throat> the History Channel here. I would love to see PBS here. I would love to see now... We say, well, this is a tall order. <clears throat> I could see Oracle, the technology company. I could see Apple, a technology company. I could see some major, major sponsors of technology embrace this medium of art in a huge way. I could see them have the Oracle Theater for performance art. I could see Microsoft theater for performance art. I could see, I just, I think, I think creativity with technology is a blend that's here and we're not seeing it. We're too close to many other things. I think Laguna Beach could be a very creative blend of technical and art together that would just set the world on fire and it's worth looking at in a five-year plan and it's worth thinking maybe maybe this is something that could just spark a new fire here in an art culture that has not been expanded um, like might be able to be expanded with something like this so that's my second pillar in the three pillars of putting Laguna Beach in a five-year plan. Um, uh, Sean Pochelle, I do believe, would, would probably leap at something like this. I've not talked to her about it, but with the right people in there and um, the right focus and the right vision on a five-year plan, it's, it's a very doable. I think like... Um, in Ashland, they have the Shakespearean Festival, and there's a huge following, and it's been there for years and years, and people come from all over the world to enjoy that. I just think that the same could be said for um, performance art. Um, oh, you had your show at Laguna Beach? Oh, my gosh. Their performance art there is just the, to die for, you know? Um you go there, and, and in addition to that, they've got so many other art forms and artists on display there. 
it's it's a veritable banquet of art on so many levels you know how about that <laughs> but i go on and on and i hear joe in the background craig nobody cares uh i care and therefore other people should all right so that's pillar two pillar three foster and cultivate a diverse culture and marketing commerce program so what is that all about <laughs> well let me read what I what my, my synopsis is on that one. Develop and implement a marketing and commerce program that champions the diverse culture and appeals to a new demographic that brings new revenue to Laguna Beach as a travel destination. So now say we've got all our electricity going and the fire mitigation in work and, and performance art. What are we going to do to make it all uh, have a real positive impact for the community? Uh, say on a financial level, because, you know, you can't have art and you can't have a power grid um, if you can't financially make it work. So we got to do this responsibly. We don't want to overcrowd the city. We don't overtax this the, over. I don't want to say taxation. I'm not saying that we don't overuse uh, the infrastructure. So we have to have some commerce and some revenue to make it make it happen. So what I'm suggesting here is um, a new demographic defined as those with interest in open rec in open recreation spaces, which would be the 20,000 acres we have here, marine preservation, performance art, and art culture, responsible consumption and preservation of natural resources, and LGBT plus and diversity. So what we need to do is put, <laughs> put uh, Visit Laguna and the Chamber of Commerce in hyperspeed, <laughs> super, super funded and uh, super focused on pillar one and two. And, uh, you know, I don't know, this needs more, this needs, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say it needs a, a secret ingredient. It just needs, uh, it needs to gear itself a uh, far reaching plan. Like say, say we need to get NPR to spout, uh, expouse about Laguna beach and its performance art. This is what Visit Laguna would do. It would no, it'd no longer just be about a travel agency. It would be about marketing the uh, culture and the interests and, and the fabric and nature of Laguna Beach. So it, it's beyond, I guess, it's beyond the programs that are with Visit Laguna. It's beyond the Chamber of Commerce. It's a new dynamic in marketing. And it's a new dynamic, <clears throat> excuse me, in the commerce program. It has to step up to a level where its focus is brings all of that together. So I don't want to, I don't want to, it needs to be first principle. So I don't want to say that it's going to be a new department. I don't want to say we need to change everything within those departments. I just think we need to move some of the uh, some of the anchor posts in those departments so that it's doing more of what is, what I, I don't know how to say it. It, it, it. The marketing needs to be a bit different because if you've got, um, if you say, if you've got a new, a new vehicle, that's got all sorts of new features, the marketing needs to espouse the new features and, so it would have to step up to a different, um, a different product to market. Does that make sense? I don't know. Foster, cultivate, diverse. So now, okay, say we got those three pillars. One is the marketing one, which is going to, they all have to bring it together. You can't do the first two and not capitalize it with the third. Enough said. So <clears throat> in closing, <laughs> and we'll go on with this maybe next Saturday, if this sounds too far-reaching or maybe somewhat radical and toss in some impracticality that some people may think, then I say that that's great. That's a great start. I say that 
I feel that if anything that's worth having a vision for is worth having a plan for and doing that is mundane without inspiration or less than challenging, that it is at the same time indeed rewarding. So for certain, it will likely require a diligent amount of feasibility studies and intelligent and insightful research and planning. And some components may require a level of proof of concept trials. Yes. All the items would require a detailed implementation marketing programs to bring them together. The five-year plan. It all should subscribe to first principles in the process, which is what is it we want to do. So um, I say stay tuned. And um, I'd love to hear anyone's comments on this. Uh, if you have comments, you can go to Craig at rainbow-radio.com. Craig at rainbow-radio.com. I'd love to hear what anyone has to say. I will go on about this a little bit next week and see if uh, there is some interest in it. Um, I may uh, go on also on um, in Stu News. I do a column, so I may um, add it to my column as well. So, wow. I went on a long time on that. <laughs> Let's cleanse the palate with a little music here, I say, okay? And we'll come back on the other side. Thank you.
to me. I didn't realize I went way on over, way over my time, and it is ten o'clock already. This is Keg on Keg. This is Craig on KXFM one hundred four point seven. I hope you uh, stuck with me through that uh, long uh, dissertation about our five year plan because uh, I am very serious about that. And I'm very hopeful about Laguna Beach and everything that goes on in Laguna Beach. And I will be back next Saturday and pick up where I left off. I did not get to this week in the history, but so I'll have lots to catch up on next week. I'm sorry for that. But uh, we'll be back with another program uh, a week from today. Go out and enjoy the day. And when you see someone you know and give them a good smile and uh, tap on the shoulder and tell them you love them. How about that? Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Craig, KXFM 104.7, Rainbow Radio.